going on now and give them clear information about how to reduce the risk of being infected by the disease in words that they can understand depending on the age. Need help and support? Please contact us at the hotline 311 psychosocial support at 722-6575 or 518-4157. Brought to you by PAHO, UACS Commission and UNICEF. And on Instagram and, of course, on Channel 124 there on Flow. Um, many of you guys are probably getting ready for lunch or doing whatever it is if you're home or at work. But there are several other people who now are now in town at Constitution Park and they are protesting. They are making their voices heard. And I don't know whether police will try to come and take them because they're doing it without police approval. That I know for sure um, from the... Uh, documents that have been circulating just yesterday, we know that um, the Black Lives Matter movement in St. Lucia is new, um, and it's the first sort of demonstration they're going to have here, but that is happening, and dozens of people are there as well. So if we could just take some um, footage of that, we'll have more on that in just a minute, but you know, let's just take some footage of what's happening there right now. Black Lives Matter! Lucia Matter! Lucia Matter! African Lives African and we'll have that um, later on in the show, speak to the organizers, the drama surrounding how it even, you know, happened to occur even without approval. Um, and I spoke to the organizer, the main organizer, Peter Ras Ipa, uh, um, Isaac there, and also Mr. Taj Weeks, who also tried to help. He too is a goodwill ambassador. He wrote the letter to the Prime Minister and to the other authorities, and he also spoke to me about what it meant to them, also to what it meant to have it declined, have, to have been denied. Um, but before we do that, let's get into what's happening with another Goodwill Ambassador who doesn't want to be that anymore. There are a lot of rumors circulating as to why he left, why he didn't want the post anymore. And um, I think the best report that we've had is one by Amani Mathre on that issue. Ever since news of his resignation as Goodwill Ambassador surfaced, internationally recognized musician and producer Ronald Buhingson has chosen to remain silent on the matter. On Tuesday, however, Hingson addressed the issue very briefly. The Grammy-nominated musician spoke only for the purpose of clarifying an issue which arose following recent remarks by Senator Fortuna Belrose on June 4th. Here are those comments. Can you tell us about Buhingson's resignation? I mean, you were the one who announced the, the ambassadorship, um, the Google ambassadorship. We're hearing that he handed his resignation last week. Um, could you tell us, uh, can you confirm whether this you, is? He handed the resignation he for... Resignation as a, as a where did he attend the Goodwill? Where did he attend the resignation? Uh, uh, would it still be to the ministry who handed it? Would it be well, based on, the, based on the rules of engagement with respect to the ambassadorial program, one has to submit the resignation to the Governor-General. So I'm not aware of that at all. Yeah. Okay, 
I know that he's written to me, and of course he's expressed his desire to 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 move on. But for me, I I, I did express I, I did receive that with reservations um, and trepidations, given the fact that he he's such an icon in our society, um, and so it's really his decision. You know, that's something you can't force on somebody, and so it's his decision. But I think there's a medium, a, a, a system for him to be able to channel that, and I'm sure, being who he is, he would do what is what is right. However, according to Hinkson, his resignation is official, signed, sealed and delivered. So what can you tell us about the issues surrounding your recent resignation? What I can tell you is that, first of all, I, I want to be very, very, very respectful to the minister and to the governor general. And so I, I don't want to go into any details of anything, but I will tell you that I, I delivered my resignation to the governor general's office. On the 15th of May, and about half an hour after, I delivered my resignation to the office of the minister on that same morning. I'm also in possession of a letter from the minister dated the 27th of May, accepting my resignation. And that is all I can say. I just want to be respectful to everybody, particularly the Governor General and his office. I don't know that um, this is beyond what... The, governor's general, the governor general in his office is beyond that kind of thing. Although Hinkson understandably did not wish to share these private correspondences via the media, he did show me both of the letters which he referenced. This includes the minister's May 27th response to his resignation. But what exactly led him to resign the prestigious title of Goodwill Ambassador and the accompanying perks? Speculation has been rife. So can you tell us at this time any of the reasons behind your resignation? Um, I wouldn't want to go to that. Maybe you can discuss that with the minister, because that's the only my letter. Hinkson concluded our interview with this brief affirmation. I've always been an ambassador to my country, and I will continue to be just that, you know. And I'm very happy being an ordinary, productive citizen of my country. And if I'm called... At any time to serve my country, I'll be there. I'm always a phone call or an email away. Although I reached out to Belrose for further information on the reasons which Hinkson cited for his resignation, as of press time on Tuesday, I was unable to reach the minister by phone. Our news team will provide further updates on this story when they become available. For Choice News Now, Amani Mathre reporting. Now, everybody wants to know what the reason is really for Mr. Hinkson um, resigning from that post. I have called him, and he too has kept it close to his chest. He doesn't want to say much about it, but I also really would love to read that letter to know why um, someone would want to resign to that. And you know, of course, you know the rumors circulating around that. But it also just brings me to the minister and the responses. And if you look at the dates, and I don't think that... Mr. Hinkson would be lying, but someone is. If Mr. If uh, Miss Fortuna Bell Rose is saying that she didn't, you know, receive anything, or the Gigi didn't receive it, but she read a letter or something like that, but she doesn't know. I mean, there's just so much uncertainty on the part of the minister, and in media, I always find that it's very difficult. We try to cushion it when you're in um, news, when you're trying to write a story, read the story, that you don't want to say the word lie. You don't want to say, because it sounds a bit harsh. And of course, Mr. Hinkson too doesn't want to say that anybody lied. It it's, again seems a bit harsh and disrespectful. But I also think it's disrespectful of the minister to not give, not be as forthcoming as she can be about the issue. I mean, when the when the reporters asked, we were told, they were told that you know the gg she doesn't know anything about the gg and she received a letter but it does, it's not it's not real or any it's not confirmed just yet and now you're hearing that boo is saying that it is confirmed it was given weeks before so someone is lying but again these are the things that we have to stay on top of and i again commend our reporters and our people in media trying to get the truth from our ministers who always try to, you know, change the subject or misdirect or do different things. Um, so that's the issue with that. But I also wanted to know what um, another Goodwill ambassador felt about everything that happened. Also, if they were willing or would be resigning, because some people are saying that it's a, a comment 
that the Prime Minister made because of colonization, um, having a conscience, um, that was the final straw for Mr. Hinkson. And although he didn't say that, Mr. Taj Weeks did speak to that saying this. Ronald Boeingson can only speak for Ronald Boeingson. I am not Ronald Boeingson. I don't live in San Lucia. Uh, Ronald Boeingson does what Ronald Boeingson needs to do. He doesn't consult with me when he makes a decision. And I don't need to consult with him when I make mine. I think it's, it's, it's a little silly though. Because I've heard this a couple of times. Taj, why don't you give up the Goodwill Ambassadorship? I was doing the work that I was doing before I became Goodwill Ambassador. I don't need a Goodwill Ambassador to do the work that I do. But I'll tell you what the Goodwill Ambassador does for me. It gives me a little farther reach to help the children in St. Lucia. You understand? So when I was doing, before I became UNICEF Ambassador, I was just Taj Riggs, the musician, trying to get stuff done for children. UNICEF came on board, they gave me some leverage. And I was, I'm sorry, that's my, um, UNICEF came on board and gave me some leverage. So now when I'm knocking on the door to ask for help for children in St. Lucia, I'm asking for the help as a UNICEF ambassador. With the Goodwill Ambassador, it gives me a little more leverage. Now I'm writing governments and asking them for help for people in St. Lucia. Does St. Lucia want me to give that up because somebody said something silly? I mean, where the pros and cons in this, this is not the first time that people have said silly things. You know, and I understand. Yes, anybody saying anything silly. This, yeah, the, uh, well, we're talking about, the, the, it's, ale- it's, it's alleged that um, it was, he, he gave up his because of that. But that's his, his, that's his fight. It's not my fight. I choose to do for the children not to pay attention to what it is that prime ministers say. Because if I have to stop doing good for everything, some politician says nothing will be done for the people that I try to help in St. Lucia. And I want to say that again. If I, the people are asking that I give up Goodwill Ambassador because of what a Prime Minister said, for all the children that I'm, I have to bring school bags for and bring tablets to, should I not give it to them because a Prime Minister said something out of order? Should the reach that I have been given now to write a government in Canada and ask them for help for children. Should I turn that away because a prime minister said something out of order? I don't think so. I think the greater good is for the children and the people, not to fight an individual political fight over what somebody said. And that is my stance.
you so much for staying with us on Facebook and on Channel 124 and also there on Instagram. Now, as we go on, we know that it's campaign season. We're already seeing politicians out and about, you know, speaking to people, um, the Prime Minister there as well. And we know that was unforgettable, seeing him over the weekend in Denry, um, Oleo and these places. But it's also happening on social media and particularly on Facebook. And it's hard to keep up with everything going on. But what I've noticed, though, is that a lot of words are being attributed to people to, you know, it'll be just, somebody said this to me, and then there'll be a rant, you know, at some diatribe, and it'll go on for a few sentences or a few paragraphs. And I've seen that in just um, just this week. And if you can put up the first picture, that I found a bit funny. Um, it says, not my words. Everybody starts, not my words. Not my words, but a screenshot from a young man. The youth are not foolish. It goes on. And that's, you know, the youth person is now saying, Gasa, you know what does that, you know what that does burn me? <laughs> and from the time I hear that, it just sounds like the beginning of a, you know these pageants and you start to act in the pageants and the girls will be like, Gassi, you know what does burn me? <laughs> so it goes, Gassi, you know what does burn me when politicians lying boldface? Ernest Hiller is my rep. Election day mate give each man in the yard 200 euro for, to vote for him and say he go check for fellas. Dog. Comma. After dog, there's a comma. Daman. And it, go, it goes on. So a lot of people in the comments are, you know, questioning the veracity of it, whether it's even real, um, because they're saying, you know, if you're going to talk like somebody in grassroots and, you know, from the streets and um, talk like that, it's it doesn't seem sincere, and maybe there's not enough evidence that it came from anyone. There's no picture, there's no person. It just says, not my words, this young person said this, and then there's that going on. And that continues as well. So um, there were <laughs> people were catching their kicks in the comments and just saying things and saying, not me that say it, but this person said it. And I think we have to guard ourselves against things like that, especially in this season um, that you could attribute a lot of words to some fictional person or create words. And I, um, I also realized that the director of employment Implementation uh, in the office of the Prime Minister is not. Um, she's. I've also seen her do it this week, Miss Nancy Charles. And if we could put that up on screen, Miss um, Nancy Charles on Tuesday said this. I took umbrage to Richard Frederick's racist rants against the Prime Minister on his Facebook post. It is evil, wicked, and undermine our harmony and common ideal as a people in the face of what is presently unfolding in the USA and around the world. I thought that his racist remarks were denigrating and threatening to the love and harmony that we have for people of different colors. It is sad that Mr. Frederick has stooped so low and bringing with him those of similar mindset. We don't want our country to reach so low. We must join together in the rest of the world in condemning all racism against any people. May God bless our island solution. That was from Nancy Charles. And in another picture, when I looked, it's the same thing, same exact thing, copy and paste, but there are four new words preceding it, and it says, from a pastor friend. And the same exact thing. So, you know, it just goes to show that with social media now, it's going to be a new thing. Uh, being part and seeing how the campaigning unfolds. And I just want everybody to be cognizant of these things. And if any words are attributed to somebody, ask questions. Um, you know, where did that come from? What pastor friend? Who said that? And if Miss Charles is going to have that on her personal um, page, say, in the first person, like, you know, it, it was her saying it, and then copy the exact same thing and then say it's a pastor friend. It's so confusing right now. And I just, let's stay on social media because I'm telling you, it is interesting to see how things develop. Um, with the next thing I noticed just this week, just yesterday, um, United Pack has also, if you could put that up as well, um, seems to be t- talking about a choice news report, not just choice news, but choice on a whole in the media, and saying choice news has used its privileged position to impose the personal bias of its owners and management. And, you know, they're talking in particular reference to one report um, done by, again, Amani Mathre and saying that it skewed the facts or it's, it's trying to show people something else. And if we continue on to the next one... Um, 
you know, it's saying I would urge St. Lucians to listen to the old adage that there is right, the wrong, and the truth. And clearly this media has demonstrated and have several examples that it has no interest in the last named. And that's coming from Frank Myers, who is said to be a blogger there, but he is the chairman of Bank of St. Lucia. And a lot of people have um, expressed their uncomfortability, the discomfort of having him so boldly um, defending a party, speaking on behalf of a party it seems, and while also holding that position. But what's really interesting is that Unite, that United PAC um, post was sponsored on Facebook, meaning that they were paying money to reach more people, um, to get more people to see that particular post. And in particular reference to the, Mr. Meyer speaking about the media, I just want to let my media people know, my colleagues know that this campaigning, it looks like it's going to get very dirty. It's, this is only just the beginning, and I know that my colleagues are getting frustrated. They feel targeted. They feel like, you know, what is the point of doing this? And I know that a lot of my friends in this occupation, all they're trying to do, all they're trying to do is do their jobs and do their jobs to the best of their ability. And if that means asking some hard questions to some people in power who happen to not like it, they're going to ask it anyway. So that's exactly what's happening there. Um, but I don't know, over the, the, the holiday too, um, I was just looking at how everything was going and I didn't see anybody taking into account the state of emergency. Everybody's out. I didn't see one person with a mask. And for that reason, um, when you talk of state of emergency, a lot of people are saying that it's not, there's no need for it and a lot of people don't pay any attention to it. Neither does the Prime Minister, it seems, and you know other people as well, not taking uh, any account of it. And I just wanted to bring us back to some people that I spoke to. It still makes me laugh how honest they were about everything, how much fun they were having last weekend um, at a beach party. <laughs> Everybody would have been saying we were in a state of emergency. So now that I think if we have to think about a little too well, you know, and enjoy ourselves. We have no trouble and just go home. Do you think you're supposed to be in a state of emergency right now in I believe that the government put the state of emergency to cut down on the amount of um, people that might campaign against them. So at the end of the day, they'll they'll profit from that and they'll remain as the government of solution. But it doesn't because you guys are out here having fun. We okay. There's no corona in solution. That's a that's a bogus thing. So we say we can have we can have fun. So that's what you're saying. So we say we, we can't have fun in St. Lucia again. So you don't see that the state of emergency is not needed here? We don't see no state of emergency yet. Because things the same way. You understand? So we're just taking it light, man. We're just the same way we just enjoy ourselves. We all have to die. We all have to go. Alright? That's a must. That's a must. Let's just leave the moment, That's okay? Must. When it's time to go, we go. No, but do you think the state of emergency is necessary now? Do you think it's necessary? To shut down all places and no, nobody here contact each other. At the no moment, no. At the moment, no. Because if that Shasta guy, that white guy, Black Lives Matter, by the way. He's Shasta, he has to go, all right? This, this year, Tikwa. <laughs> we all have to be, you know, careful of what's going on because, you know, the coronavirus, we're trying to keep our distance from each other, but at the end of the day, we still have to enjoy ourselves because we're still living. We are human beings, you understand? Bad, bad. Once you are from music, we have been fun anytime. But they say it's a set of emergency, so why come out and have a kind of beach party? It's a set of emergency, we die. We all must die. But we are not going to
why why have this in the which middle of the city? Which vehicle we have for which is Selusha? Who from is getting from which thing but who do have it to have it? So it's a matter of we enjoying ourselves because we didn't, we've been quarantined for a long while so we tired of quarantine so we just have to explode. Now that was last weekend and with the holiday, I thought maybe some people would stay home. But again, I think the new normal is the old normal. And people are going back and reverting to what they knew, which is having going to the beach when you know it's a holiday or the weekend. And on Pigeon Point, there was a video that I found interesting. It was packed. Take a look for yourself. The carpus, please, please. As to how we keep anything in Lucia, social distance, I would say zero. And just from that short video, you can see the sheer number of people on the beach, you know, the protocols of distancing and that sort of thing, and masks. Out the window, out the window. And um, just from a different perspective, let's get a drone shot as well of what that looked like. Yep. That. That is really, really, really telling of, you know, where we are as a people from the head up, from the prime minister down to everybody else. It seems that nobody is taking it into consideration. So it, you know, begs the question, why the state of emergency if nobody is really taking it on? Um, but for me, on the holiday yesterday, I just decided to take a drive around and um, I spoke to three very interesting characters in Sufre who were just by the road just talking and sitting and they allowed me to film them as they had a discussion and I think these are the discussions that are happening everywhere from bars in, the pe in people's living rooms um, at workspaces um, these are the things especially now um, that everybody knows that elections are coming soon and I am never, and I have to say, I've never seen so many people so entrenched in what's happening and so aware with exactly what's happening, the current affairs of our island and everything else. And I think that's because there was nothing to do for a long time. All we had to do was be very sober. We sat in a house. We had to listen to the prime minister and everything surrounding, you know, how we could go out, when we could work, when we could drink, when we could, you know, do anything. So I think a lot of people even now are really concerned about where we're going. And I saw that when I spoke um, when these three men had that kind of discussion. Yeah, today is the holiday, getting summer, then going by the river, pull up with their family, you know? Because as diseases have the, the corona, the corona is passing there and people are out of job. But people have to know how things gonna stay the same way all the time. So some of the people went in their farming because I, I'm making farming. I was working at Madibo Estate, but I still making six days work and rest of the days I going in my land, making my garden. Six days work doing what? Cleaning the garden at Madibo um, Estate. And the rest of the days I go and work in my land because you cannot stay too, too, empty, too long, you know, so you're making something. So I hope most of the young youth, they will know what they have to do, but some of the taxi drivers, the place we live in, um, in Fort Saint-Jacques, is the basket, the food to supply the people, you know. So most of them went back into their garden, but some of them, you know. But in a garden, like um, to feed themselves or yeah. to sell stuff? Sell, dashing, sell the but banana, what? tomatoes, whatsoever, the plant, the whatsoever, what they choosing to plant, you know. But I'm planting my dashing. You're taking nine months, you know, and after that nine months, you can go and sell it in the market. So all that always continue doing. But some so, farmers especially saying that they need more support from government. Yes, to help them, more support. Especially well, with the tourism well, sector. We are the tourism sector, but I hope, I feel they can give them the, the fertilizer or something. They can give them a voucher to support the, the, the farming, you know. Sometimes they need somebody to pay to work there, their land with them, with them, you know, so all that should become in the, in the farming. Mm -hmm. Because I farming is the number one. Yes, but, let me, te but let me tell you something. Government has really ignored farmers, you know, man. For the longest while, farmers have been suffering. You know, look, these days, the guys are having food and they can't even sell it. No money. No money. No money. Look at our bananas. How the banana industry went down to the 
to earth, man. It went down to earth. Nothing is coming in. And the poor guys, man, just there. They're not doing anything. Well, the crime, they're, they're supposed to be going. They're supposed oh to be. Oh, my staying. God, man. And, and so much the young, the young girls. Why we have the government Government have to do that. And I, and I think Shasna is on all of that, too. Election is coming that uh, maybe we'll try to help the people. Only when election is coming, you will try to well, help. Not only really Are you telling me? Because, um, no, man. Is it's not the election because the thing is that he is not the one that creating those. You had four years, man. Four years. So you should be together with four the years, people. Man. When we're together, we are one nation. When you're telling me today, you're telling me that um, farmers have to, um, like the coal fellas, the fellas that are selling coals, they have to pay tax. Yeah. After they have the place do not have anything. Well, yeah, and the, the guys the is going and make the, 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 the coals yeah. right in the forest. Everywhere. It, but... When they come down here to sell a bag of coal, you're telling me you're putting tax on the guys, man? After I, I, all, man. No, for me, myself, I come on. A woman, we can't do Even that. Even though we are, we are as government, I'm the leader, I can say um, things that I will do. The thing is that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You're telling me somebody's looking for two dry coconuts to make tablets. Tablets. Are you telling me they have to pay tax? And you know what that, happened, man? You know After what, you all, know what plan, like After the, I all, hope man. government should become like the system of like the Fidel Castro left for Cuba. Communism, we need the, not the communism, Socialism, like right, trying to get like the, the state to um, let, let me describe this for you. Like they need the healthcare system, the education, and the famine. We need that. More, we need that. Another thing again. When people come and making business in the country, like when them from, um, investors come and make an investment, like government should be involved in it. Like they put in like a hundred and fifty percent, and the other one put in fifty percent. So sometimes, if they make like a eighty million dollars, forty million will stay, and the rest forty million can give away. So that to protect our nation. Even look at those hotels I heard down there. <coughs> Most of the people that lose their job there, we know. Okay, that is not their fault. If you expect they will take those people back again, sometimes they never return, um, they, they, they never take them back again. Remember, about a three years ago there, one of the hotels was closed down there. What they give the people? Nothing. Nothing. They have their loan, they have their finance, they have everything to be paid. What they give them? They said they would sell the building and up to now nothing. <laughs> when they have their finance to be paid. So they have to watch their business. You have to protect your family, your nation. When you are protecting them, you let them go astray. Can you see where our money yeah. passes? Send Christian money, do you don't see where it passes? It passes in, 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 in that thing they've been lying before. Yeah. Uh, look yeah. at what they're borrowing them. A, a millionaire, you're borrowing him so many millions of dollars to build. Even Martin again, like the, like the NIC. Come on, man. When the NIC, most people, when they're in the NIC, they, they cannot even get their money. Why they have to do give borrow the government how many million dollars, million dollars, and you that work, that you sweat for never your money, been you, 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 you never not getting been it, you not getting uh, not, not a dollar, okay. not a cent you get it, but it's at this right, yeah. most people say they're not getting nothing yet already, and bills have to pay, water bill, light bill cable, another thing, most of like the Grenadians, and most of them help the people that lose their job there. We need government to, to, to do something, for to do them. something man. Even rent houses. When the people have their money to be paid and they cannot pay what yeah. they have to do. We are the Helen of the West. A place where people work. And play with a special rhythm. But we are experiencing a public health crisis never seen before. And it has left many of us isolated, anxious and afraid. And even though we are missing our families, our teammates and our friends, keeping our distance ensures our safety. Wise protecting our loved ones. And by extension, our solution. Let us embrace the silver lining for what it is. A moment to reflect and chart a brighter tomorrow. We are 758, 759 and everything in between. And it is because of our resilience we shall persevere. We are all St. Lucia. We never give up. Let's do this together, apart. If you haven't checked out Ram J's Auto Parts yet, what are you waiting for? We stock a wide assortment of older and newer model popular car and SUV parts. 
Suzuki, Toyota, Mitsubishi, Honda, Nissan, Mini Cooper, and lots more. That's not all. Ram J's also stocks truck and heavy equipment parts. And if that won't help you, we also do heavy equipment rental to keep your downtime at a minimal. Ram J's Auto Parts is located Masad Industrial Zone, Grocery. Contact us 450-0495 or 716-1400 or email ramj35 at hotmail.com. In a world where germs are widespread, comes a group of superhero germ busters, the germaphobes. We spend most of our time fighting germs every day of the week. After I play, I wash my hands. Before I eat, I wash my hands. After I play with my puppy, I wash my hands. I cover my sneezes with my forearm or elbow when I am in public. And I cover my cough to avoid spreading dangerous germs. We are the germophones, germ-busting superheroes. You can be too. Always wash your hands and cover your sneeze and cough. Let's stop the spread of menacing germs. We'll be back, germophones, with more powerful germs. And we will be waiting to prevent you from spreading. Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us. We will open the lines in just a minute at 5727588. But first, let us discuss what's happening now. We know that globally we've seen the Black Lives Matter movement and to be honest I haven't seen that here except for, you know, concerning Botamja um some years a year ago. Um but it didn't come without its own set of roro in the back. It looked like um, we saw, we heard that the approval, they didn't get the approval to go ahead on the streets to protest. Um, and then right after that, we saw this. If you could put it up, just a comment from the Prime Minister saying, and I have to read it again in its entirety. It has come to my attention, says the Prime Minister, this morning that a permit application made yesterday, Wednesday, for a Black Lives Matter protest in St. Lucia was not approved by the relevant authorities. The Commissioner of Police, in consultation with the Ministry of Health, I have since had discussions with all sides who have clearly articulated their respective positions. While I fully appreciate the concerns about security, health and safety, especially while we remain under a state of emergency situation, it is my view that St. Lucia must show solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. The disease that is racism, with all its ominous implications, must be resisted at every opportunity and by all of us. I have requested that all parties concerned pursue every possibility that would permit the Black Lives Matter activity to go on without contravening the established protocols. However, the final decision is the responsibility of the relevant authorities. Uh, from the moment of the coronavirus was declared a life-threatening... Let's go to the next slide. It was considered a life-threatening... Uh, where was I... It goes on to say, I have requested that all parties concerned pursue every possibility that would permit the Black Lives Matter activity to go on without contravening the established protocols. From the moment the coronavirus was declared a life-threatening pandemic, we have at all times relied on and followed the guidance of the health and security authorities. Let us all acknowledge that their advice has thus far kept St. Lucia safe. So that is the most recent thing that we have heard from the Prime Minister concerning that. And that was after the police said no to the Black Lives Matter request. Um, and the Prime Minister is saying this. But 
It is very, very curious to hear, to hear the Prime Minister say, you know, he's not the relevant authorities. He put his hands up and say it is not him. And I have never seen... Um, it is the equivalent of somebody saying, you know, not me, huh? <laughs> not me. So he now puts it back onto the police. But it is very interesting because in Barbados, just a stone throws away, the police now, it's very, it's quite the opposite, that the police said, because of the state of the emergency, they cannot, because in Barbados, they also want to have the Black Lives Matter protest, and they also asked for permission, and the response from police was that, they couldn't do it. It has to go higher than them. Speak to the prime minister. Speak to the you know government officials. And then the government officials in Barbados said yes, go ahead um, with you know the terms and protocols of having it done. But the approval was given. But over here in our part is the other way around. The prime minister, leader of our country, saying it's not him. Check the police. And he tried to help, but you know it cannot work because he doesn't have enough power. Um, so that's that. And now it seemed that the police heard that and then responded um, afterwards, and we have that as well. So it's a back and forth, it looking like, um, from the Royal Sinusha Police Force. But I think the real issue here is, we can put it down, the real issue, besides the back and forth between police and who has the power and who is to give approval, um, you know, that confusion there, it also speaks of the state of emergency, and this is the only time that we have seen um, real action being taken place because of the state of emergency. We have seen with our own eyes the Prime Minister campaigning and going out in different communities, hugging and handshaking and doing what he has to to, you know, to ensure that he is re-elected. Um, and that goes on as normal. We just saw people at beaches. Everything's happening as normal. But a protest cannot happen because of state of emergency. And I know that when it first, you know, when people were first asking, you know, why is that happening? The first issue and complaint and concern that people had was that it would somehow contravene their rights to speak and to go out into the streets. And one of the organizers of the uh, Black Lives Matter movement in St. Lucia is uh, Ras Iper Isaac. And I asked him all these things. And you know, if you know him, you know he's speaking always passionately uh, about these issues. So it's a bit long, but it's something that we all, all have to be, you know, cognizant about. You had to take into account our situation in St. Lucia where we have had situations of police brutality without any accountability. We have situations of prejudice in our country, okay? We have situations where rafters and other young persons have been killed and not much accountability. We have endless situations of disparity within our society. We have a situation where, you know, it, 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 it you have to have a particular kind of color. And this is deep in our society, irrespective so we had to stand up against these things as well. So it would never be a situation where we are only standing in solidarity with our brothers and sisters in America. But it also has to take in the localized situation that we're experiencing, the injustices, and, the, and we want to, to, to work hard for social justice in this country and, and call out the names of people who have been slain, who have been murdered, and without any accountability from those who did it. And they too are people of self-revolution citizens and they had a right to be to face the, the justice system as everybody else. So there again, there is disparity in the situation, the economical situation. Could you imagine St. Lucia among all countries in the Western Hemisphere and the Eastern Caribbean and the Caribbean as a whole is the only country. It is, is that St. Lucia is so unique that that has not assisted no one directly in, in terms of the coronavirus and people are to be forced to stay home and, and, and don't work and can't get jobs and the airport and the seaport, all of these places were locked down. And today, now St. Lucia is, is showing that, is it that we are so unique that we are the only country that people in authority could go around and do things and, 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 and walk about and, and so on and then we have, have to feel the blunt of the pain and say, well, there is a state of emergency in place so we cannot be allowed to do these things and to stand up for, for and be counted in the world and be counted so and uh, in the world for what we think is right and if we even jump on a bandwagon is it is it not our people our black people who suffered now the police the police have um, they have denied approval you guys don't have approval to do that movement how did you feel about that did you expect anything else 
can they and they give that response on the state on account of the state of emergency we were not surprised we are disappointed but we are not surprised but that is not that is just going to strengthen our resolve we are going to continue today what we may we may have to do is to do a silent a silence march or make our presence in a silent way and to talk to our people and encourage them and the next and, and, and re reapply reapply and reapply to ask for discussion and dialogue with the commissioner of police and to try to apply for even a broader area such as probably the boulevard and the constitution constitution park as well and let them cordon off and let us do all the, the observance of the protocols and the social distancing we want the police to be in there we want the police to be involved but you know they are talking about the the, the support the black uh, you know black lives matter this is not about black lives matter in, in, in america alone this is about black lives matter right here in st lucia state of emergency is enough of a reason to deny um, the movement especially when we have seen the prime minister out and about without a mask uh, talking to people in what looks like you know election campaigning already even yesterday it being you know a holiday people out at the beach doing what they're doing do you think the state of emergency was enough of a reason a valid reason no no we don't think it's valid at all you don't think it's valid at all even people in, in who are part of the the, the cmo's um, group you could see that they're not observing social distancing they're not wearing masks they're talking to people in the, uh, to the public and you could see they don't they're not leading by example you see people in, as you said in high of authority uh, you know in, in, in big position in the government at the highest positions in our government and they are not observing social so i don't think this was the reason i think they have other reasons they are they 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 they, 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 they are afraid whatever what, what they, they and they want to try to to to, to blackguard this movement as something political it's have nothing political it's political yes it's not partisan political but it's political and maybe they are afraid of all of that as well but we are not going to be you know we, we, to, 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 to show no fear we are not going to cower we are going to go out there today and we're going to show that we are out there and um, we may not be able to do some of the things that we plan but we are going to say that this is not something that will end now it's not going to stop here it's not a one-off thing it's not something we just jump in on a bandwagon and if we jump in on a bandwagon we jump in on a bandwagon for very good cause for the cause of of black liberation for the cause of and to, to fight against racism in all forms to fight against injustices everywhere and so on and so forth so we are not going to stop and we know that this is not just about the state of emergency and all of that because we could see and if they wanted to do anything they could have had discussions with us and say okay how are we going to do that we want to work with you we want to work with the police how we are going to do that we're going to do it this way or that way or whatever that is what that should happen but instead they just went around and do things as they please because they think they have the authority and and, and they could do that and it's it's almost inconceivable to think that they would just sit, sit there and think that we are going to just give up this thing because they decided that um, you know they, 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 we, 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 we cannot keep this thing because of social distancing and because of the state of emergency. We know now, that's not true. Now, um, many people were concerned, even from the beginning with the state of emergency, that it um, would not allow people to have protests, to go out and do these things. Do you think we're seeing the first instance of that, that the state of emergency is being used as a tool, perhaps, of silence? No, because from the, from the inception of trying to extend the state of emergency from the beginning, we believe that it was, it, it 
able to do what they want and everybody else supposed to observe, you know, the distancing and the protocol and the state of emergency, while those who are in authority, you know, has to could go about and do whatever they, they, they as they please. And so we think it's a, a kind of stronger hold, hold on people's free speech and free movement and, 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 and to stand up and be counted and so on. We believe that this is something that trying to create that stronger hold on us and, and prevent us from, from letting our voice be heard in terms of what's going on in the world and to, to see that everywhere in the world people are standing up and pe some people not stand up because they, they get permission, they are standing up because this is the right thing to do and they are just doing it. This is and this is an organic thing and it's going on and in St. Lucia we want to, 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 to strangle people and, 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 and use under the, the, the guise of the state of emergency. It, 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 it's not true. It, it's not true. It is, and it's unfair to us in St. Lucia to, to impose something just for your political, you know, for, to, to get gain political advantage on the opposition or, or, or on the people of the country to keep them silent that the voice uh, will not be heard in the whole scheme of things and what's going on in the world today. Now, the Prime Minister in a post uh, just yesterday said that he... That... Hello? You still there? Yeah, I'm listening, yeah. Um, that he wants it to continue, that he wanted the movement to happen, um, that he was very okay with it happening. Has there been any consultation um, with the Prime Minister in that regard? Um, maybe trying to assist and trying to make that happen. He said, as if like, you know, you want it to happen, but the police are saying no, so it's out of his hands. That's not, that's not, that's not how it is. From, the, from day one, Taj Weeks is, is a member of the Black Lives Matter in St. Lucia, even if he's living in America. He is what you call a goodwill ambassador. And he was in constant contact with the Prime Minister, Prime Minister's office, and Mr. Daisy. So they, they could have called him, they could have had discussion with him, they could have done all of that. And, 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 and they, they refused to do it. So he had to be writing them and, 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 and sending the application because the application was sent via Taj Wicks, our goodwill ambassador. So in any case, they, we, we were just an inch away from the Prime Minister because Taj Wicks is a goodwill ambassador and he was on the ball all the time. So I don't know if they tried to frame under the bus, but the reality about it is that it's not fair to him because he was, was, was with them, communicating with them, and probably they're trying to find somebody to blame. And the Prime Minister seems to be making people think and want people to believe that he didn't know, he only knew. That's not true. The reality about it is that had they won this thing, my number was on the air, everybody knows me. I mean, uh, you know, the Prime Minister attached as, as long as he has certain things, he called me. I post one, so and so, so he could have called me as well. So I, I myself was just a phone call away. Nobody tried to contact me. You understand? So this is not true. And, and some of the things the Prime Minister is saying is just what you call, you know, so <laughs> that was an organizer of the movement. I wanted it to run in its entirety just so we understand how these things happen, what goes on in the background of these things and, you know, what is being posted, uh, what is being done for, you know, marketing and that sort of thing. So, of course, Mr. Isaac never wanted been swords with anything. That's what he had to say. But it also makes you think about the rule of law and what kind of precedent we're starting. We're going to, you know, leave behind when we're creating laws and not sticking to them or having certain people stick to them for certain reasons or certain set of people in a certain circumstance of, well, others don't have to worry about it. So these are the things that we have to really worry about. And even though the approval wasn't given, we know that it is ongoing. I don't know how the police are going to deal with it um, to try to save face. I don't know if anybody's going to get arrested later on. I do know that there are a lot of people there. I know that um, ICAR, the Ayanola Council of uh, Rastafari is there. I do know that we have human rights lawyers there. The leader of the opposition is there. The father of Botham Je. Uh, Mr. Bertram Zhe is there as well. But um, again, the lines are open at 572-7588 and also at 484-7588. Um, so we cannot, and I think he does have a point when he's saying the entire world is staying in solidarity and COVID is everywhere in the world. And for us to now decide, we're now so... 
stringent on these laws of having you know no covid and having a state of emergency that we won't um, join the rest of the world in doing that i think he does have a point but it also calls to say that the prime minister has the ultimate power if he wanted it to happen i think it could have and we have seen the prime minister make unilateral decisions with the agreement that he had and he said it himself with the agreement that he had with um, the national trust to not break down uh, that that building the royal jail but he decided to do it anyway because he could have and he does have that power and we have seen him exercise it and i don't know whether he's there today um at the constitution park but he did say he wanted to support um so now saying that you know it's up to the police you know that is also very something different but we will in uh some short time speak with Taj as well because they thought and a lot of people thought that you know being goodwill ambassador would put them in the right space of mind if you have the goodwill ambassador speaking with the prime minister that means that means we seem to have a call good morning caller good morning hello hi good morning morning i'm calling because um in regards to um black lives matter Right. Uh, the thing that they're trying to have in town. I'm all for it. However, we have a situation in St. Lucia where we're very hypocritical. Talk to me. Tell me. How- all on Facebook, you can see that persons are attacking the Prime Minister based on his skin color. Right? There is blatant racism on Facebook. But yes, too, we're going to go and protest for Black Lives Matter when we are racist. Hello? We are racist. Yes, all on Facebook, you can see it. You mean to tell me if I'm born and raised in San Lucia, if I'm a San Lucia, and my skin color just happens to be white, you mean to tell me I cannot benefit from what an average Zobro is benefiting from? But I think for a lot of people, it's not about the skin color. It is about the policy, what the Prime Minister has been saying, um, has been saying since he's been elected. I think that's what people have an issue with. I'm not... It's about the skin color as well because people keep on saying things about massa and all of these things on Facebook and social media. Isn't that racism? Can you enlighten me? Isn't that racism? No, I do not think it's uh, racism. It I is. Think. If you're going to discredit somebody based on their skin color and label them based on their skin color, isn't that being a racist? I do not think so. Not it, well, of course, that is racism, but I don't think, as it pertains now in Sinusha, that is what's happening. And but, I, yes. But if we don't address these simple issues we have on social media, Western Lucians, uh, ministers of the opposition, and other persons that want to carry out their agenda, right? If we do not address those issues, those racist issues, why do we have to go and march there and say Black Lives Matter? Every life matters, but Black Lives Matter, yes. But we need to stop being racist. It's like anybody for uh, 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 a different skin tone from you, Trisha, is not supposed to be prime minister. What are you telling me? We haven't had. I was not for it when they were doing it to Kenya. I'm not going to be for it when they when they were doing it to Alan. This is nonsense. We are a bunch of racist and hypocrite people in Tanzania. Let us address the matter at hand. Let us address social media and ask the opposition people that keep on putting these things on social media to remove it. Unless you don't do it, I don't think anybody should go and. Um, Thank you very much, caller. But what I do think is that I don't think what we're doing, what's happening is about racism. I think people want to know why the Prime Minister is saying things like colonization has a conscience. And he too, I have heard him say the plantocracy and calling, you know, Dr. Anthony and saying that there is a massa, he is a massa. So it's not the first time that race has been used, especially in these um, campaigning. Not that it makes it right. But I too am concerned and I want to know what the Prime Minister meant by colonization as a conscience. And yes, it irks me. It it makes me uncomfortable that he has a complexion saying that to a people. We are really a black country. So in saying that, I don't think there's anything wrong. Hello, caller. Good morning. Good morning, caller. Uh, what's going on? Good morning, caller. Hello. Bonjour. Good morning. Hi. I'm hearing him. Good morning. Okay, I don't know what's happening. Hello. Hi, morning. You're on the show. What are you hammering there? What's going on there? Okay, so we lost that one. What's going on? 
Okay, so again, there are people who are concerned about racism, and of course it's the talk of the day everywhere with everything going on. But it is going to be a very uncomfortable discussion as a nation that we have to speak about. But a lot of people are concerned and I don't think we have to run away from it or start to label people racist. But I do think it really is about policy. It's about, you know, equality. I seem to have another call. Let's hope this one is not hammering away. Hello, good morning. Good morning, caller. Good morning, caller. I don't know what's going on. So, again, if we could play the what's happening at Constitution Park. I don't. There are a lot of people there, and it started at around 9:30. And I'm hearing that there are still people there having discussions. I know that um, Mr. Bertram Shahai is also there as well. There are speeches being made there, um, and I think it's. Something that has to happen. There will be a rally as well over the weekend. A lot of people are taking the chance and wanting to be heard and seen without any fear. And that is what you want in a democracy. Can we get the footage of that? Um, what? Black lives matter. Russian lives matter. see there that Ras Iper was there holding his placard saying, you know, we need to have black history taught in schools. And I believe that too. I believe that I, we don't know much about our own history, even just as recent as George Odlum that Mary Isaac keeps doubting and I keep remembering still in my mind. But um, just for us to know our people and with that, I think it will give us a greater sense of identity. And calling for these things, I like seeing that. And although, and again, it seems like you know, <laughs> saying to Mary Isaac, this is the day, this is what you get. And a lot of people are saying they're going to get some more on Sunday when there's that rally around the island. I do know as well that the leader of the opposition is at that march and he, I, we got a sh- very short clip of something that he's... And even though there will not be many here, but because of social media, thousands and probably millions are watching you and I'm sure they have solidarity with your cause. So I want you to hail us, the millions who are watching us on social media, and say to them, Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! It's very important that you make a statement. And that statement means that our country will not tolerate any racism or any discrimination and the oppressed people of the world have to be free so they can enjoy a quality of life that they need and that they, they deserve. So we heard there from the leader of the opposition. I'm hearing that we have a call. Good morning, caller. Yes. Hi, sir. Good morning, miss. Hi, good morning. I would like to respond to a caller. Um, hold the line. Let me turn that down, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> so you know what to do already. Hello? Good morning, caller. Sorry about that. I was way, I was away from the telephone. Okay, go ahead. The TV, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I would like to respond to a caller mm-hmm. that stated that all of St. Lucian's are racist. I took umbrage to this. 
caller should only speak for herself. If she is a racist, I know for a fact the majority of St. Lucians, they are black. And she should learn to understand the difference between racism and prejudice. I believe that she ought to be educated. Uh, we are in 2020, and by calling the radio station, uh, the TV, and to make such a reckless statement, I believe she, she ought to call back and apologize. And this is what I would like her to say, that she is sorry that she is a racist, but the rest of the St. Lucians, they are not racist. Ms. Thank you very much. Thank you have so much for afternoon. calling. And thank you so much. Um, so we have that. We also had another speaker at the uh, protest in the form of one human rights lawyer, Mr. Martinez Fersois, who had this to say. around the world. A pandemic of It's even worse than coronavirus pandemic. Because it is long term. The first fatality around the world is long term. And it's a coronavirus is short term. We have a uh, long term problem of police fatality. And you can see it all around the world on your television screens. We do know that as it continued, as the protests continued, there were more people joining and there were a couple dozen of people there. And of course, the speakers, Bertram Je, the father of Botham Je, we heard from Ras Peter Isaac. We also know that Mr. Aaron Alexander, who is the president of ICAR, was there as well. Um, so, of course, and the leader of the opposition as well. I don't know. I wish somebody would tell me if the Prime Minister is there and if he maybe gave a speech. I would like to hear that as well. So, again, if you know of anything, if you want to speak to me, if you have anything to say, you can reach me on my number at 460-3054. But we have come to the end of our show as always. Um, It is my absolute pleasure that you joined and tuned in with us on HITS. FM 92.1 in the north and 91.1 in the south and also on channel 124 and on Facebook. I know you guys are locked in. I appreciate it. Uh, and also I'm hearing on Instagram, so we are everywhere. Thank you again for joining. It is my absolute pleasure. I hope you have a great and safe weekend and also have a good afternoon.